listening to the Cock and Bull Podcast. This is a weekly history podcast where uh, me and my brother just kind of kind of yell indiscriminately about things that are weird. Nathan, how you doing? I feel like the intro went from well-structured to like some form of Dadaism over like it's in like two more of these. It's just going to be like a series of guttural sounds. And I hope you're still with me when we're doing that. I so, mean, I'm all for the guttural sounds podcast. How you doing? How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm back. I'm back in the studio. Back in the back in the cockpit. Back in the Malibu. Ready to uh, ready to find out something else that will infuriate me. Uh, hopefully, more than the news, uh, which seems to be you know the running theme of my life now. Is I look at the news and it infuriates me, and then you call me and tell me about shit from the past that should infuriate me. Doctors are wondering why my blood pressure is high. Also, I'm learning as I edit these and and we begin to post them. I'm learning little tricks and uh, tips that that we're fucking up. So we should say our names. I should feel we? like I've never. I feel like I've never actually said my name in any of these episodes. I'm Spencer Faust. I am the younger brother. I'm Nathan Faust. I am the older and supposedly, according to colleges, more educated brother. And uh, let's just jump straight into it. So Nathan, on April of 1801, I said on April. In April, in April of 1801. Yeah. Uh, we don't have an exact date. Gustav Theodor Fechner was born in Gross Sarschen, Prussia. Now I'm noticing a slight trend because this should uh, th- this is another German-sounding doctor, and not a single one of those has gone well for us. Uh, I mean, just give it a chance. Give it a chance. Maybe he's going to do things right. All right, third time's a charm. Born in Gross Sarschen, Prussia. Uh, I'm going to say it again just in case I got it remotely right the first time. Otherwise known as Southern Germany, I think. His father, a Catholic priest, much like his own father, uh, began teaching him Latin as young as five years old, determined to make a scholar out of him. Now, Fechner's father was a very strict man who wanted to make sure that Fechner's childhood was focused. That sounds like old-timey talk for, like, super, super, super crazy. Then, as is with every well-adjusted small boy, his father died. Uh, From there, he moved with his mother and brother to his uncle's home, where he lived until he was 16. In Leipzig, Germany, Fechner spent five years getting his MD. Five years? Five years. Five years? I feel like that's pretty... I I mean, all things considered, that seems pretty quick to be a doctor, but okay. Yeah, well, that's kind of a trend with most of our doctors. Yeah. They're on the quick and easy. The accelerated learner path. Fechner decided not to practice medicine, though. He got a job working as a satirical newspaper columnist uh, under the pseudonym Dr. Mises. Pardon? No, stop. Stop. So you're telling me that this dude did his sweet, accelerated five-year doctor degree, got a doctor's license, and then went and wrote for the Onion? The mm-hmm. old-timey Onion? Mm-hmm. Which, uh, for the German people, I'm not sure. I wasn't aware they had satire. I am I'd... fairly caught. Co- and I think this is the second time we've made fun of the German sense of humor. It's okay. We're, we have German heritage. We can do that. But, man, we're really picking on the Germans. <laughs> After two years, he started giving out public lectures to whoever wanted to listen. That's another trend we have with people, is they get a job, and then they just have the free time to scream at people. For whoever cared to listen. What is he lecturing about? Well, uh, we're gonna get to that. Throughout his personal studies, Fechner's interests began to drift towards physics and mathematics, but frankly, I think that's everyone in their early 20s. I mean, we've all been there. No. No, I'm sorry? Not you? Yeah, yeah, because I was su- my philosophy degree was very heavy on the physics and the mathematics. I'm pretty sure I took a philosophy degree because it required zero of either of those things. 
And when they tried to make me take a math class, I drug my feet kicking and screaming and begged for word problems. Oh, now this is a this is a fun bit of like a like brother like brother. See, because I managed to do a little degree magic, and by getting an associate's before going to to my big boy college, I did, they they were like, you just don't even have to do math anymore. I dropped out of stats in community college. I've never taken a math class in like five years. It seems wildly unfair. I don't know. I mean, my job just involves hearing what people say and writing it down. My job involves thinking about the big thoughts. None of that needs math. He wrote a very successful and acclaimed paper on electricity, which earned him an invitation to teach at Leipzig. Now, he spent a lot of time translating physics and chemistry books from German... Excuse me. He spent a lot of time translating physics and chemistry books from French into German. Now, as far as academic perspectives went... Fechner was a proponent of humanism over mechanism. Now, mechanism, the popular viewpoint of the time, viewed humans more like machines than people. It dismissed the idea of free will and suggested that we're pretty much manipulated and guided by whatever happens around us. Uh, In researching this, I got dangerously close to remembering the one philosophy course I had to take uh, and one of the 50 discussions we had about free will. Thankfully, I can avoid all of that just by saying that Fechner was avant-garde in his time for saying that people were complex. Ah, I mean, I don't know if he was around in 2017. We're really not that complex. We whip our dicks out whenever we feel like it and, uh, generally speaking, are just horrible people. So, no, no, I think think they had it right. I think he was wrong. Fechner was interested, and I mean interested, in vision. If you want to get specific, he wanted to learn more about what are called after-images. Now, after images are what you get when you, like, gently press on your eyelid or you, like, look at a bright light and then look at a wall. It's an imprint left on your sense of sight after it looks at something that's, like, too stimulating. So if you were to look at a particular painting or something for too long, uh, even that would, like, overstimulate your eyes enough that if you were to look at, like, a white wall, there'd be a negative version of it stuck on your eyes for a few seconds. So wait so wait a second. So what you're saying is if I go back to my old ye old timey playboy, and I stare at, at a sweet, sweet, juggy babe, and then suddenly look to the left. I, I can kind of like pretend she's there. You can, you can bring that lithiograph to life. Okay, okay. So I'm, I'm following. I understand. I, I think we've all done that when we were five and, and stared at the sun for too long. What the hell did he think was going on there, and why did he care? Fechner thought that after images contained mm, an insight into the unconscious mind. Uh, and we'll mm. we'll kind of explore that out a, a little bit. Uh, so I just mentioned, you know, bright lights are an obvious example. Now, Fechner was really into bright lights. Not just any bright light, though, because he had access to the brightest light. Fechner liked to stare at the sun. Oh, good. Oh, goody. Him. He, he really... He really, really liked to stare at the sun. Him, our president. Oh, yeah, he's in great company. This is going to go freaking swimmingly. He became entranced with the knowledge one could unlock by studying their after images. Uh, And man, did he make a lot of after images. He conducted an experiment where he put on some colored glasses and tried to gather different after images from the sun. He put on some colored glasses. He dropped some dead mouse. He stared at the sun. He took a bunch of acid. What the fuck is going on here? You see, that colored glasses experiment, though, cooked his eyes so hard that he became incredibly sensitive to all lights. You don't say! That's why we don't stare at the sun! In the years that followed... Fechner had to lock himself in a room with no windows uh, and with everything from ceiling to floor painted black. He had to resign his professorship as well. 
<laughs> it was the original goth. Now, for some reason, Fechner was depressed. <laughs> you don't say, baby, because he stared at the sun so much. He got a doctorate. He is a doctor. And he didn't figure out that staring at the... He's a doctor that's into vision. And he couldn't figure out that staring at sun is bad. He couldn't eat. He couldn't sleep. Every hour was a waking nightmare for Fechner. Now, when laxatives and shock therapy didn't fix his problems... Whoa! Why the fuck did they think shitting was going to fix this? He almost lost hope entirely. Thankfully, a friend of his had an idea. And she told him that it had come in a dream. Oh, those are where the best ones come from. Now, she said he was to consume a feast of raw spiced ham, Rhine wine, and lemon juice. Fechner, miserable and alone in his chamber of darkness, uh, decided anything was better than crying in a pitch black room. So, he tried it. (laughs) Just imagine Morrissey's playing in the background. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I can really pick this. This is good. He tried it, and he claimed to feel better. Finally... Fechner was free to stare at the sun again. Oh, no! Damn it! No, dude! Come on! I was feeling bad for you, and now I don't anymore, because you're an idiot. Damn it! Why? For six more months, Fechner was back on the wagon and rediscovered his love for After Images. Six more months? What is he doing? You keep saying he's, like, creating these After Images. It's not like you can... It's not like he's, like, painting them real quick. What is he doing? He's just, like, staring at the sun and blinking a lot. Day in and day out. Fechner just loved to roast his eyes. Now, pretty soon, Fechner found that his eyes actually refused to open again. Oh, my God. It's like his brain is trying to help him, and he keeps trying to run it into a wall. Every bit of evolutionary instinct says, stop doing this. His body's just like, nah, I'm kind of not on board with this. Fuck Um, you. You get nothing. Fechner was not going to take no for an answer, though. So... I mean, we know, we, he knows that people are not machines. He has free will. He has free will. Yeah, oh, yeah, he's going to exhibit it. Yeah, because if he was, if his, you know, behaviors were influenced by his surroundings, he would have stopped this a long time ago. I'm imagining he invents himself his own little, like, clockwork orange machine so that he can uh, stare at the sun regardless of what nature wants. Uh, so after much consideration, Fechner drilled a little hole in his eyelids and just no! kept staring at the sun. No! 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 Absolutely not. No, no. You do not just casually talk about trepanning your own island. No. What the fuck? So can he never close his eyes now? Kinda, yeah. His eyes are always open. Well, don't worry. You would think, like, he has to get into darkness at some point. Like, he can't just... Remember, his room is... You know, oh, no, no, yeah, black. his room is the pit of blackness. Yo, I get it, I get it. He gets his daily dose of darkness. Nathan, he lived in darkness for six months. He never wants to go back there. I was about to say, he's like, he's like going the exact opposite direction, though. Like, dude, you need to course correct quickly. Find a middle ground. Compromise. Now, for whatever reason, Fechner got really sick and what? had to go back to his dark room. Oh, no. Back to the hole. Depressed and blind once again, he was now at a new low. Uh, fortunately, a friend told him, um, let me guess, eat, eat some, some pepperoni and some, some Rhine river water and some cabbage and boom, go back out and get out again, buddy. Well, well, you would think, but see, the friend said like, I found my solution in my dreams. So you need to look into your dreams. So he Fechner can't took- dream. His eyes are drilled open. He can never dream. Uh, so Vector had a dream about the number 77. Now, I don't know about you. But when I dream the number 77, I think this definitely means something. 
I'm pretty because... sure. Are you sure you're not just reading me the script from Darren Aronofsky's Pie? Because it's starting to sound a lot like the movie Pie. Uh, Fechner gathered that this meant he would be cured in 77 days. Ah, that's probably the most logical way you could take that. Actually, all right, cool. Good. I don't know how else to interpret that. I mean, like. I mean, 77 it's the most, more after images, and I will go to heaven. It is the single most sane interpretation of anything this guy's had in the last, I don't know how long. Now, after 77 days, Fechner said he felt much better. This guy is like the king of the placebo effects. His friends and personal journals said that he was not only cured of his depression, but in its place he had gained a heightened euphoria. Okay, so you're describing me the first bipolar person. He's bipolar. Let's just, I, let's, I'm not, I'm not a doctor. I don't claim to be a doctor. This guy was, you'd think he'd have figured it out. But this is like clearly, like six months you stare at the sun and run around like, yeah, this is awesome. And then you go in a hole for six months. I, I feel like this is pretty like cut and dry. They say you gotta like hit a new low to hit a new high. But if I'm reading Fechner's self-help book, this is not like a path of misery i ever want there's no amount of euphoria that is worth spending like half of my life in a dark room i feel like this if this guy would have just found ecstasy everything would have been fine like if this guy could have just taken like rolled some molly like real hard like got some got into the club got some glow sticks stare at some glow sticks for a while you wouldn't have had to drill holes in his eyelids and stare at the sun to feel so through this experience Fechner developed what was called the pleasure principle. Now, the pleasure principle gathers that people avoid pain and seek pleasure. Bullshit! You might... Bullshit! You You stared at the sun for fun, motherfucker! You can't say that! You might think it's an obvious truth that people don't want to be hurt and would rather be happy, but we also thought people were machines and magnets could cure crazy brains. So... Again! All of this would be fine. If you say that out loud, that's fine. But homeboy stares at the sun for fun and drilled a hole in his eye. None of that is pleasurable. <laughs> when Fechner... He is a walking contradiction. And six months of the year he spends sitting in a hole again, listening to dashboard confessional tunes and crying. <laughs> when Fechner finally returned to the university, he decided to teach philosophy, going back to his arguments against the status quo of mechanism. How now it is, how do you sit in the lecture? Like, uh, how, you're sit, uh, the guy in front of you is lecturing you with holes in his eyelids. Holes <laughs> in his eyelids. And you're like, yeah, oh, yeah, no, this guy's, oh, this guy's dead on. Yeah, all right, let's learn. Let's get some knowledge in there today, boys. Woo! In his free time, he began to research things like metaphysics and concepts that he was free to explore in open thought since his eyes were basically worthless at this point. Now, despite his unfettered love for blinding himself, Fechner was actually responsible for a lot of the greatest developments in psychology. Uh, he developed the differential threshold, which is the mathematical formula that actually redefined psychology into an actual quantifiable science. And his work paved the way for psychologies like Freud to explain the unconscious mind. Now, in many respects, he could be considered the founder of psychology, but... The only reason he's not is because he just really didn't give a shit about that title, and then the next guy came along and was a lot more egotistical about it. Um, frankly, though, I understand Fechner not having a lot of pride and ego about himself, uh, because he's the man with holes in his eyelids who stared at the sun. He gave himself eye stigmata so that he could stare at the sun so that he could get, like, blurry images of bright lights. That was his life's work. Strangely, Nathan, 
his passionate studies about staring at the sun were never fully realized by the modern scientific community. I, I mean, I understand. Like, if I stare at a computer screen, like, I can do the thing where I stare at the red, and then I stare at the green, and then it goes away. Boo! All I can see is the green. Like, I get that. I didn't have to stare at the sun to understand that. And I definitely didn't, like, blind myself and then go back at it again once. Like, he got the second chance. You blinded himself. You went to the hole of sadness. You listened to your Morrissey. You came out. You were cured. And you did it again. You did it again. And that guy invented the discipline that you studied? Yeah. That's what yeah. you're going with? That is the father of... Uh, oh. Oh, man. Oh, that's not... That's not what you want to hear. Here's the thing. I A lot of uh, uh, these early episodes, uh, as I'm sure we know by this point, I'm not sure the order I upload these in, but a lot of these ones uh, revolve around figures in psychology because a lot of the people that kind of, like, got psychology up and going were... Bat shit fucking crazy. Bat shit crazy. Like you just need... the weirdest antisocial, oh, completely irrational God. people. Were there like pig... when was this guy? What was eighteen hundreds? Do we have pictures? Yeah, eighteen hundreds of people. There's some pictures of people back then. There are pictures of him. None of them show the holes in his eyelids. Yeah, because he had his eyes open in all of them. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah, you put those away. It wouldn't have mattered if he had his eyes closed. We'd still be able to see them because of the holes. Fechner died on November 28th, 1887. Uh, today, most researchers agree that his strange and coincidental recoveries from blindness suggest that he was simply imagining most of his illnesses. I think okay. you summed it up best. He was the king of placebo. He was the king. He, oh, man. Hypochondria. The, he invented hypochondria is what he invented. <sighs> All right. Well, that was a, that was a quick one. Uh, oh. I hope you guys, hope you guys yeah. enjoyed it. That was a quick jaunt into yeah, just basically quick... the the theme of this podcast, mm -hmm. uh, which oh, is yeah. essentially uh, somebody doing something and the rest of society screaming, maybe no, no, maybe no. No, the depressing part is no one in society really seems to stop these people. And that's what worries me. Nothing, nothing so far has stopped anyone. Magnet hands was allowed. Everyone was on board with that. This guy had people feeding him weird cured pork products to get him better and get him back out there looking at the sun. Like, no one ever grabbed these people by the shoulders and said, stop it, you fool. And I think that's what we need to learn. Find somebody, go out, go out today, look for someone doing something stupid and stop them from doing it. Also, I just want to, as a, as a last note here, uh, can you imagine if Twitter existed around this time? Oh my God, can you imagine just what the tweets this man would have? Because just... we could have, not only what he would have had, but like, I mean, we, we all shamed Trump, if he could feel a sense of shame, uh, for staring at the sun for, like, five seconds on live TV. Yeah. I mean, just, we could have shamed this man into, I, I don't know. But do you think it would have done anything? Because he really believes in it. You know, I'm betting there were one or two people back then that, like, walked by him and went, ha, idiot, and, uh, and he, he powered through. He has a level of perseverance <laughs> about blinding himself that I've never had about anything in my life, and I'm he, mad about it. He loves looking at the sun more than he loves himself. That's what it is. He loves looking at the sun more than anyone loves anything. It was, like, no no amount of hurt. Like, he just enjoyed hurting himself. Oh, all right, well, everybody, I hope you're, hope you're happy hearing about the first sadomasochist born in Prussia. Uh, uh, you can find us on Google Play and iTunes. Uh, we come out every Wednesday. Uh, tell all your friends. Review yes. us. Also, do that. Yeah, that'd be that'd be fun. Tell us you don't like things about us so that we can do those things less. Oh yeah. Also, uh, you know what? Just just fuck it. I'll I'll read like the best review I get 
uh, when we record I'll, each podcast. I'll, there we go. I'll read, I'll read literally anything. You type it oh, on the okay. internet, I'll read it out loud. These are facts. Okay. You've heard it here. Just email us something and Nathan will read it out loud for your pleasure. All right. I guess we'll see you guys next week. Ta-da. Ta-da.